The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we are going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-hosts, Night Manager... Legionnaire. Mm, this is the most fun I've had without lubricant. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> okay. Concierge supervisor Cynthia Boyede. Top that. Hello. I can't. Like, speechless. Night auditor Mark Estes. I shouldn't have let you go. That's all I have for tonight. Aw. And guest services supervisor, Donovan Trot. Good evening, everyone. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah. Professional. Yes. I'm Bef- at work. Oh. Be- yes, he's the guest services supervisor. Hello, mm. everybody. <laughs> Before we head on over to the ballroom, let's stop by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. (laughs) I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horrorhotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting Go. Fund me.com slash Panpichulo Radio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes, 
Just search for Pampichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 2004's Saw. Here's the official synopsis of the film. Two strangers awaken in a room with no recollection of how they got there or why, and soon discover they are pawns in a deadly game perpetrated by a notorious serial killer. Burm, burm, burm. All right. <laughs> We're going to start off... You know my first question. Had you ever seen 2004's Saw before? We're going to start off with uh, the very prim and proper Cynthia. Yes. <laughs> and I loved it. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was a yes to you being prim and proper or if that was a yes to you seeing the movie. So oh, I now understood. I am very prim and proper. Thank you. You're welcome. Ooh. Okay. These lies. Yes. And moving over to proper and prim, <laughs> Donovan, what about you? I, yes, I have seen Saw before. Okay. Legionnaire? I did not see Saw. You did not see Saw? Seesaw? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he hadn't seen it. Yes. That's interesting. We have a virgin in, like, yeah, okay. I don't even know what to say about that. Um, <laughs> welcome to torture porn. Mark, what about you? Yes, yeah, I saw it a couple times. Okay, and I had seen it as well. So, okay, we're going to get someone with fresh eyes uh, giving mm-hmm. us all the scoop, which I'm, I'm excited about. So... Let's talk about the genre first, torture porn, because when we discussed the Blair Witch Project, we discussed, you know, the found footage genre and how the Blair Witch Project pretty much, you know, sort of jump-started the genre and, uh, you know, it's still popular, whether you believe it or not. And Saw jump-started what uh, ended up becoming called the torture porn genre. I don't think it had a name before Saw. And I don't even think when Saw came out, the name was used, like in reviews sort of describing Saw. But uh, certainly, looking back at Saw, you know, the torture porn genre pretty much sort of jump-started with it, or at least the popularity and um, the amount of torture porn was released. With Saw, and I would say with with Hostel Mm. coming out around the same time or shortly thereafter. So, torture porn. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What are your thoughts on torture porn? Because it can be very controversial. Some people really like it. Some people don't like it at all. And they can't watch it. The whole thing about it being called torture porn is that it is, I mean, because in film, especially in horror film, horrible things have been happening to people since the very beginning of the genre. Um, (gasps) The thing about torture porn is that it pulls all of those specific moments of people 
you know, being hurt or killed or whatever, uh, strips away any real uh, or real weight as far as plot goes and just tosses it all into one film. It's kind of like that serial Oops All Berries. It's like with Captain Crunch, you have your berries mixed in, and then they came out with the other version, Oops All Berries. Like, it was just all the... Uh, all so the you're comparing things. torture porn to Captain Crunch? Yes. It's all <laughs> I like it. Stuff. All, the, all the marshmallows, none of the little uh, grainy pieces or whatever. Um, it's just torture, torture, torture. Oddly enough, I actually don't feel like Saw is torture porn. There's a reason for the torture in this first film. Mm. A couple of films later, it becomes sort of stupid and silly. It's kind of It kind of went the way of the Final Destination series where in the beginning, there was a purpose for all these deaths. But as it went on, the deaths themselves became the whole point. And then it really, in my opinion, became torture porn because it was just sort of like, you know, like when you watch porn... What do you watch it for? You don't watch for the Explain plot it to the us. Story. Sometimes well, the sure. storyline is good, too. <laughs> Wait, you stopped Donovan from explaining <laughs> porn to us, Cynthia. I'm sorry, See, go on. No one, Jeff, no one needs to explain porn to you. I'm sure you know porn inside and out. I know, I just learned from Cynthia right now. Here we go, deflected. <laughs> Dragging you into I don't Cynthia. know what porn is. Oh my gosh! Okay, they don't. It's you know, it's all Mounties, and y'all know what they do. <laughs> they mount. Mark torture porn. Give it to me. Um, it's bullshit. Um, oh, uh, I mean, it's like sort of what Donovan just said. Um, the Saw movies from Saw one to three. They had a cohesive storyline and it made sense with each movie, but once the third movie ended and then four on up to the one that's about to come out this weekend, was the next weekend. I haven't seen the new one though, but all I'm trying to say is that they didn't they they, they focus only on how more elaborate the traps and the um deaths can be. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with like Hostile, which I just cannot get into, period, because I don't like Eli Roth. Um, oh. And it was other movies like Tourist Us. It's like all these movies Tourist that came Us. out. Yeah, that was just like. The Collector? I haven't Ooh. seen The Collector, actually. The so, Collector um, was very Saw ish. But, but it goes back to what Cynthia said. If As long as the story is good, then it's like, okay, it's, it's, it's you know. Cynthia ain't said that. That was me. Well, she jumped in and said something about stories. So she loves she the story and the porn. We're talking about porn. We're talking about porn, porn? Why is Cynthia like... saying right? Like, she's taking ownership of the quote now. <laughs> I'm saying. We're talking about porn. <laughs> we're talking about porn, porn? We're talking about, like. Cynthia's talking about something. All porn's the same. It's there to excite and to delete you. So... True. True, yeah. true. Get but it, I, Cynthia. I was saying that, you know, torture porn, it's like when people will, like, I guess to me, Saw is the king of torture porn. Now, oh. granted, looking at this movie again, um, it's the one that lasted the longest. Um, looking at this movie again after so many years, like Donovan said, it was not that bad because it was a good story going on. But if you look at Saw and then just jump two and three and start watching four or five and you'd be like, where did the story go? You know what I'm saying? It just, 
Let's, let's, it, it became a it became a sadistic soap opera after the first movie, but torture porn as a whole to me always was uh, the least of my favorite subgenres of horror because again it only relies on how how can we outdo the last movie or how can we outdo the last kill, you know like how can we just have people squirming because you go and ask somebody like yo how was Saw Five, they probably could tell you like two or three of the kills but they couldn't tell you what the movie was about. You know, it's about so, jigsaw and um, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. we know that. But it's just the general audience to be like, "Yo, that damn dude getting his head twisted like that was kind of fucked up." They can tell know, right? you, that, you know. But I, I never cared for torture porn, and yeah. But once that last thing I would say, I kind, I love the Final Destination series. Now, part four was stupid. I don't own. That's the only one I don't own. But five was a great movie. It was great, and anybody who's seen it would understand why I think it's great. So, okay. Anyway. Mm, someone says something that bothered Mark. I like it. Um, <laughs> defend that series. Okay, uh, speaking of titillation, Cynthia mm. basically screamed in, like, uh, orgasmic euphoria when I asked her if she had seen this movie. <laughs> so, Cynthia, what are your thoughts on torture porn besides your love of the storylines? Oh yeah, that's really good for me too. I love Saw. I think Saw was yeah. I love how you did it with the New York New York accent. Saw. Saw was the first um, torture porn movie I'd ever seen, and it was just like it was scary because it can't happen, but it was also like silly because you're like, what's the likelihood of this happening to you? Does that make any sense? Like Not maybe one, one in like five million people will get kidnapped and trapped in a place like that and killed that way. But then you're like, am I that one in five million people? One in five million? Really? I don't know. I just oh, made up that stat. <laughs> people getting snatched left and right by the pig people. Yeah, but oh, you know, that slowly. I don't know. <laughs> Who are you hanging around, Cynthia? <laughs> Jeff, you, you need to you need to look friend. at your friend circle, and you need to make some adjustments. So from really high odds—that's mm. all I'm gonna say. Is that mm. too many people dying, or too few? <laughs> Think about how many people there are in the world, oh. and then get back to us. Legionnaire torture okay. porn. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I don't know that I can necessarily speak to the genre of torture porn, but this movie definitely, this movie definitely gave me creeps and scares for a lot of the reasons that were that are similar to what uh, Cynthia was voicing. Because in most horror movies, at least for me, there's always some, there's always some suspension of disbelief, so that you know the the scares aren't quite as intense as they either could be or would be or should be or whatever. But with a movie like this where, you know, you can actually see the logic and and how this can be done to someone, that's 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 a horrible thing to witness and it's it scared the crap out of me. It was definitely the stuff of, of nightmares. Uh, I, I know. Anyway. And you just learned that one in five million people this will happen to them. <laughs> I mean, because the reality the is there are some sick people in the world, and, you know, 
you just don't you just don't know about people. Well, so. let's be let's let's keep it one hundred. Like the odds of, I mean, all right. So these murders were very well funded. Let's just say that you can't. And it was very personal. People like this. Well, I mean, but the but yeah, I mean, obviously there's that. I mean, but but the it it still doesn't take away from the possibility that something like that can it's easier to be made real than a lot of other you know, a lot of other horror movies that you would see out there. I mean, there's there I mean the likelihood of you encountering, you know, the spirit of some boy that drowned in Crystal Lake that's going around killing people is you know pretty damn you know I see what you're saying. Shout out to Crystal Lake. The idea of a serial killer abducting you and like serial killers are real. Like people really kill people and abduct them and do all sorts of things. Um, what I'm saying is in this fashion is not very likely that someone will. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I see people do some elaborate shit, so I, I wouldn't say that. Okay. I would not say that. <laughs> oh my! I've, I've, seen, I've seen people do some really strange and elaborate shit. So yeah, it might not. I mean, the likelihood of it being as extensive as what we've seen in this movie is probably highly unlikely. But it's it's definitely it's definitely within the realm of some possibility, which you know, which is different than what you can say for a lot of horror movies. That's true. I will say I'm sort of in the Mark camp. I'm not a huge fan of the torture porn genre, but I have seen a, like a handful of them. I've seen a couple of the Saws. I've seen... I know I've seen all of Hostel 1. I think I've seen most of Hostel 2. And I've seen a movie called The Collector, which I think they were trying to jumpstart a new series, kind of like Saw, but it just it never hit. I do think they made a sequel, I think. The collection. The collection yeah. or, or the collector. Oh, the collection is the, the sequel. Yeah. Okay. So, I, they tried to do it, but obviously it, it just didn't People work. Got human centipede. Oh, human centipede. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's something else. We'll teach you about that, that later, Cynthia. Oh, I've seen it. it. So many and times. it happens to one in two million people. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Stop. Poor, yeah. You'll never live that down, Cynthia. Just an FYI. Um, I do have a question for one of you, though, and that question is for you, Legionnaire. Do you want to play a game? No. Um, why had you never seen this movie? Like, did you try to avoid it? Were you not interested? Was it something you were like, I don't know if I would like it? Um, I don't know. It was just a, it. It was just nothing. It was never something that grabbed my attention. Okay, that's interesting. So let's talk about the killer, the big boogeyman of the Saw franchise, Jigsaw. What did we think of Jigsaw as the killer in Saw? This the very first one that you know introduced us to Jigsaw and the Jigsaw mythology. And what did you think of? 
sort of just everything jigsaw from like the little backstory that we got in this movie you get a whole lot more backstory as the movies progress but we got a, a little bit here we were introduced to billy the puppet we were introduced to the voice and and sort of like how he talks you know because much like in scream you know do you like scary movie jigsaw has his own catchphrases so what did we think of jigsaw as a whole let's start off with you mark um for this particular movie he's a genius he was like about a football stadium length of yards ahead of the people tracing him and poor danny glover um he was always you know he just he was a breath of fresh air of like villains and he kind of reminded me of the i cannot remember the killer's name what they called him in seven um oh yeah because he was always so many feet ahead of the the detectives and shit and so he wasn't no he wasn't the zodiac Killer? No, he wasn't a Zodiac no. killer. No. No, no. Was, that was an actual killer. Uh, yeah, that's an actual killer, right? Um, <laughs> Wasn't he like the Seven Sins killer or something like that? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he, yeah, he based his kills on the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, but he was kind of like that guy, uh, Kevin Spacey, you know. Um, but I just, I don't know. First time I watched Saw, when I got to the end of the movie, my head felt like it was about to explode. And if you go back and just rewatch it again, you just see how intricate those pieces were laid out, and it just blew my mind. It was like the I had the same reaction I had after watching The Sixth Sense, where you just have to rewind. Like well, back then it was like a DVD, but you just had to go back and Beta watch. Beta Max. Beta, not not that old. No. Sure. Um, Beta Max. I did not. I never touched a Beta Max tape in my life. Um. I'm just saying, we'll have VCR. But anyway, um, like I said, basically, yeah, it was a great. He's he's a great calculating pseudo killer because he really didn't kill the people. He just set up the trap and they fell for it. He didn't really kill the people. Are you his defense attorney? No, that's what they said in the movie. That's what they said in the movie. They all said, well, he technically. You trying to be Lisa Bloom? In In all the movies, they said that he did not kill them. Like I'm like, but he. He's responsible, but they're like, but he technically didn't like. He's, he's responsible. Right there. I don't know this, what. I don't know what district they live in, and where you can't consider any of these murder. But, <laughs> but they if, call them murders. But that, I mean, I agree with you. I'm like, but they can't no. Say, I remember the the female cop in there when they went in, and the guy had like he was in a room with the razor blades and all that stuff. Oh. And she was like, well, he technically didn't kill him. I was like, bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> if the razor blades don't fit, you must acquit. She's like, well, technically he didn't kill him. What do you mean technically? Where did you get your degree? This is the problem with cops now. They don't know the law. <laughs> he went from zero to infinity. I love it. But I agree with all what he just said, though. But, yeah, he's awesome. But, I mean, just think about that. If they had a caught him, like, how could they try him? You know what I'm saying? Like, how could they possibly try him? If he, he kidnapped he, people. He assaulted them. He That's, had. I mean, he, to me, it's just murder. Like, he was responsible for their death. He, he never really... Hit, he did really. He yeah. did. No, 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 no
that argument does not work because he because he said he set the situation. He yeah. set everything up to have them move through it. So that's absolutely murder. They try to they play that out because yes, technically he didn't raise his hand to physically do it, but that does not make him not a murderer. Not at no, all. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. It's just like how would they because you know, look at the look at the people we're dealing with. Because right. he had he had disciples to go do his work for him. And I don't know. It just seemed like he would. I, I just knowing how he eluded the cops for so long, and then they, if they finally did had to caught him, like I'm pretty sure he probably had somebody up in law enforcement that would have got his ass off. It just that's just how. <laughs> damn, All right, he, Jigsaw, if you're listening, Mark will represent you. I will not. Don't put no. no, no <laughs> He'll be no, your no. Marsha Clark. Well, all right. So let's. I mean, all right. So. That one example that we brought up earlier of the guy in the room filled with, he was like in a cage filled with razor wire and he's like, the door's going to close in three hours so you better get out or like by 3 p.m. so you better get out by then, otherwise you can't. Like that's, I mean, in what world is that not, well, technically your honor, he didn't have to crawl through those razor blades. But you know they would try it. You know they would try it. They were like, well, he, yeah. and that's the duplicity. That's why I think the <laughs> hypocrisy of a lot of the law sometimes. Like, you are sitting here defending this motherfucker who is guilty as fuck, and you go go to the lowest common denominator to sit there and win this case. You're not winning the case to save your client. You're winning the case to sit there and get a notch on your belt. Let's be honest with you. Let's, let's be honest here. And so that's why I'm saying they're probably somebody will have said not that. I know. Because imagine if he didn't, there's no lawyer, but imagine if you're the lawyer and then you lose the case, you know you're going to die, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's no, like, so, yeah, don't, don't, don't tell him, that's, that's like sitting and saying, yeah, Mark, I'm signing Mark's death warrant right here. Oh, He's wow. You Are you the, the, oh, no, Mark is the one in, what was it? <laughs> five, five million. <laughs> No, y'all go. I'm you know, I'm logging out. Oh my god! <laughs> I am logging out. Oh gosh. Through. Okay, so Mark has been defending Jigsaw. Let's talk about Billy the puppet. Cynthia, you love puppets. What do you think of Billy? Um, I don't like puppets at all. They're oh, so okay. Crazy. They're scarier than humans. Oh. Because I'm like, what is behind the human who's controlling this puppet? I don't know. It reminds me of Chucky. Oh, I know he okay. wasn't a puppet. But yeah, that's what the puppet reminded me of. He's creepy. He is. There's this event called Halloween Horror Nights at uh, both of the Universal Studios here in the States, over on the West Coast and here on the East Coast. And uh, the very first year that they had Saw at Halloween Horror Nights, I was there. No, no. That was the second time that I went. And they had a Billy the Puppet thing, like figurine, but that shit sold out. I wanted me a little Billy the Puppet figurine. Do you question when you guys go for Halloween events, do you get scared sometimes that there's the crazy person under one of the costumes? Yes. I no. I yes. Yes. Okay. You, you can't. People are crazy. Oh. In today's yes. society. And <laughs> yes. not trying to, try, I'm just going to give this one example. We was at a haunted house and this guy had a chainsaw and I had my little nieces and nephews with me. It's and not a real chainsaw. Was. It was a real chainsaw. They don't have the blade in it. 
It don't matter. Them kids that know the difference between all that, and I'm about to deck the fuck out of him. He he, he kept he chased. When you, when you get to the end of the event, you walk outside and he chases. Yeah, they chase you. But yeah. but they don't have kept, the blade. It just makes the noise. But if your if your kid in front of you falls or hurts themselves, somebody's going to die, and I'm fucking somebody up. So that's well, if y'all don't want to get scared, then don't go to the. No, it's the, it's it, no, it's like okay, you can get scared, but it's like I'm a cross the threshold, go back in there because you got another group that got to come out. So if you miss your cue, then you ruin the whole goddamn thing. But you you chased us about like a good five minutes. And it's like okay, we're out the building. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Like the kids are like. <laughs> Because you don't know. Because you know, like, okay, is that the person who was supposed to have been chasing us? Or is this somebody who's got his damn costume on and decided to kill somebody? That's what I'm trying to say. I can't I believe you guys ran for, for five minutes. He ran after us for five minutes. I'm like, what the fuck are you? And I turned around. He said, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> what the fuck? I actually hit somebody. I knocked somebody out in the Michael Myers mask because he came after the kids. And I told him, I kept telling him to stop. But this was not a haunted house thing. This was like you walking down the street. During oh. Halloween, and somebody came from the side of the house in a Michael Myers mask. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. Yeah, so people are crazy. I feel like it's more okay. to that story, but okay. I, I'm, I'm, it's not, but I'm just like... <laughs> that was... I liked it. Um, any, any other thoughts on Jigsaw from the panel? Well, personally, I didn't like him. Um, I mean... I I'm not that surprised, point. though. Well, well, here's the here's the thing. I got to read on him that he was, um, yes, he was clever and he was smart or whatever. Somebody like Mike Myers or Freddy Krueger or Jason or Chucky even. Mike Myers from Austin Powers? What? Stop stop (laughs) stepping on my my statements. Um, Anytime you try to attach meaning to someone's killings, uh, like... A reason for like murders or something like that. It, it it runs the risk of becoming stupid. So I mean I understand that he has cancer and he's dying and he wants to get other people to appreciate their lives. But the way you get people to appreciate their lives is by kidnapping them, torturing them, forcing them to kill other people, which is just more needless wasting of life. It just feels like. He shoots himself in the foot. And, like, when you attach meaning to killing like that, like I said, you run the risk of people poking holes in it. Like, you could so easily poke holes in his theories on life and people should appreciate their lives and whatnot. And also, he's making a lot of judgments on people. Like, you're wasting your life by doing X, Y, and Z. Motherfucker, maybe that's how I want to live my life. That's how oh. I enjoy my life, you know? Like, who are you to say I'm wasting my life? So, I mean, it really, he annoyed me more than anything. And um, I'll, I'll admit he was smart. He was clever. The deaths were interesting. Um, but, like, his reasoning, if you're going to, I would have liked him better had they just said, had he just said, you know, I'm dying, and so I want everybody else to die, too. Or I'm making a game out of this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But to sort of try to have a message, like, at the end where the girl disattached uh, the thing from her head and threw it on the ground, and Billy the puppet came in and was like, now you have meaning to your life. Like, 
what was like I feel like the more you know rainbow was supposed to come flashing do, 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 at the end of that like I am, do, done. Do, do, do. Like, I am so dumb <laughs> like it, it was just so silly it's like if you trying to kill me kill me but I don't need to hear this shit like Oh. But wouldn't you say he's kind of like the modern day Richard Simmons? He's just trying to better your life. Richard Simmons? Wow. Absolutely. I'm, wow. I'm with you. I got wow. your back on that, Poppy. Thank you. Minus like the the glitter and uh, and the feather boas. Oh, wow. Now, I would say this. Um, Donovan rolls up a good issue that I had with the later movies. We would focus on this one, but I just wanted to say in this one, you kind of didn't get that too much. I mean, because mm-hmm. at the first time you first at first glance <laughs> of the movie, you didn't get it. If you know what I'm saying, like, why is he doing this? Like, why is he doing it? You know, yeah, he's saying your life is better because you didn't stab this man to death and got this kid on his chest and right. everything like that. But it's just, it's a sick way of looking at it. But you just like, okay, he's just you know playing with them. But you look at the later movies, Donovan has a damn good point. That's when it became annoying because it's like because you have cancer, so everybody's got to suffer because you got cancer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry that that happened to you, though, but you just deal with this shit on your own. Well, for me, that's the danger of, of having movies like this and then start, and start creating this whole franchise or sequel behind it. Because in the first movie, you can, you know, even as flawed as his logic is, it's like, okay, well, there was some motivation behind what he's doing as, as, as weird and twisted as it is and illogical as it gets. It's like then when you start creating a franchise out of it, it's like, uh, okay, if it was going to be this ongoing thing, well, fuck, just just kill people and be done with it, you right. know? Kill kill people. Whoever whoever has the gall to show up at my fucking Crystal Lake day camp after it's been closed for 50, 50 years, get the message. Stay the fuck away from here. You know, I can, I can get behind that more than this whole string of, you know, this is how I'm going to teach people to appreciate life, to have this string of movies where that's kind of, at least where that starts out as the, the premise. And then, you know, at least as I understand it, because I haven't seen them all, that it just even strayed, it even strayed away from that premise to be more about the imaginative ways that he kills people. Snap, snap, snap. Well, damn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So... Let's talk about the kills in this, the debut installment of what would end up becoming the Saw franchise that spawned numerous, numerous sequels. And uh, as uh, Mark alluded to earlier, it, it's, it has a brand new sequel that is debuting later on this month titled Jigsaw. So, were any of the deaths or the traps memorable, iconic to any of you? Just Shawnee Smith, a.k.a. Amanda's Trap. The rest of them was like, you know, they kind of glanced by them. But I really think that it was Amanda's Trap because even though she didn't get maimed, I don't know, just that's the only one that's memorable to me. That's, at that, at the close second would be the Razor blade, because I don't see how he could have gotten out of that one. So, I mean, I think the um the main one, which is sort of like the framing device of the film, where it, with the two guys chained to the um, pipes in the room, that to me is like the one that sticks out the most for this very first film. 
because you're like thinking like what would I do you know and then when you realize mm. after they get the saws and it's like oh he doesn't want you to saw through the chain he wants you to saw your foot off like that like I feel like that's the one that everybody came out of this like thinking about or that's the one that sort of like got into people's heads after this first one came out um mm. the other ones like I mean yeah I agree with the one the trap on her head that was interesting all the other ones just were like, oh, he's in a room full of razor blades. Or the one, the one that was super ridiculous was the one where the guy was in the in the room with the safe and he was like, uh, you yeah. know, oh yeah, and shit on yeah. him. And the room was full of glass and there was all these numbers on the wall, all these combinations, and he had to run back and forth and try all the combinations. I'm like, who has time to sit down and think of this shit? Like, what are you doing? Like, and he has like handles. <laughs> this you know it's like why are you doing i would have just killed myself at that point like oh I'm my god yes right because there was like glass ready for him to just like slit his throat it was that's what i would have thought because like i imagine burning would be more painful you know what would have been really painful the one with the the guy with the screwdrivers oh by mm-hmm. the head no. yeah I imagine- the drill bits to the head yes screwdrivers that's how into tools I am. <laughs> I think that was like my most memorable one. And it would have even been more memorable if he died that way. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It sounds ghoulish, but I almost kind of didn't want them to save him because I wanted to see what it did. Yeah. Legionnaires into the torture porn now. That's what I'm about <laughs> to say. I said, very uh, uh, for my audience. <laughs> that's how you lure them in. I would say all that. <laughs> give him a drill that's funny what did we think of like the pig face mm-hmm. to be honest with you why we said why is it like why did he yeah do yeah i don't know shit I, I, i'll be honest with y'all if i was in the damn parking garage and saw something like that coming towards me they out of fight it they would have to put no damn needle in me at all i'll just <laughs> Because this shit looked creepy as hell the first time I saw it in the movie. So yeah, I wasn't yeah I wasn't necessarily scared of around that. I, the first thing I wondered was, well, why why the pig mask? It I just didn't I didn't get it. Okay, who who's scarier, Pig Face Man or Jigsaw? Not Jigsaw, sorry, Pig Face Man or Billy the Puppet? Billy. Uh, the, well, yeah, if I had to choose between the two of them, the puppet. Okay. So, uh, the point of the movie, like, the main thing has to deal with uh, Carrie Elways' character, Dr. Lawrence Gordon. And at the end of it, like, he has the option. I believe Donovan is the one that alluded to it. Like, you have a saw, and they think that they're going to saw themselves out of, like, the chains, but in fact, you have to saw your foot off to escape. Would you have been able to saw your foot off? Can I Hell first... no. Okay. No. But they were really stupid. Because, okay, the chains were really thick. But the lock on the chains, it wasn't that thick. Well, he started on the lock. Yeah, they, the yeah, they started. Yeah, That's why his did. saw didn't break. The other guy was trying to work the chain first. Oh. His saw broke. Yeah. He was trying to get the lock. It didn't break, but he quit before he real he quit before it broke because he realized, oh, this is stupid. He wants us to saw off our foot, our feet. 
Uh, no, I wouldn't have been able to saw my foot off. Next question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have either. I think it takes a very special kind of crazy to be able to do that to yourself. Well, also, I wonder what would the, like, I mean, because he sawed his foot off and then he kind of sort of passed out for a second, but then was like, I mean, who's able to, like, still function after that? Like, he was, like, crying down and forming sentences and all that stuff. It just didn't make sense. I feel like he would have just bled to death within a few minutes. And shock and all this shit. But then yeah. again, people lose limbs in war all the time, and they're all right. So I guess, I don't know. Mm. Maybe it takes a while. Maybe. 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 The biggest twist of the film is that Jigsaw was there the whole time. Oh. That's what gave me my headache. When he got up off that damn floor, I was like, hell to the fuck no. You sat there that whole entire time. He was dedicated to his goddamn vision. I mean, (laughs) he laid there the entire time while these folks threw shit over his head, did all this crazy shit, glass shooting out the goddamn wall and everything like that. He didn't flinch. I mean, didn't flinch at all. Like, I'm going to lay here and just... And I'm like, there's no way. I was, he got up out of my head and started hurting. I wrenched in my bottle of Advil and popped three of them holes. I said, this is too much. <laughs> this is too I much. I feel like that was definitely an iconic moment in this film. It stuck out because of that shock. But watching it back, I feel like it was mishandled a little because framing that you had these sort of sequences where the characters were realizing, oh my God, this is what that meant, or that's what this meant. And like, all right, so the guy who was chained in the room uh, listened to the tape recording and realized, oh, this guy who just came in here trying to kill us isn't the dude. And then (laughs) the real jigsaw gets up. And at that point, it flashes back to all these different parts of the film and it looks like he's remembering them, but there would be no way for him to remember them because he's been in that room the whole damn time. So it was specifically just so the audience could realize all the little seeds that had been planted. And then he gets up off the ground and then they do it again. They replay a bunch of other scenes to sort of really sell it. And just watching it back, I was like, all right, we get it. You know, you don't have to, like, we're not stupid. Like, you know, I feel like they didn't need the, and then the music was good, but it was very dramatic. So it was like this really smart, interesting thing. But then they were like, let's just really sell the shit. I'm surprised some fireworks didn't go off. Like, oh my God, Maybe they didn't know like a sequel was going to happen, and so they're like, you know what? Let's show everyone how brilliant we are. Right. But my question for the whole movie was like, was he napping throughout, or like what? (laughs) Well, one would assume he would have had to have worn like earplugs because, like, getting into the mind of like a crazy man, like as they're like sort of like talking, like they're you know he's got to like crack up. Like, oh, these people are so stupid. Like, they can't figure it out or something. Like, and, and plus, like, all the other, 
the stuff that happened, and it, he didn't even flinch at anything. So I'm going to assume he must have had some earplugs on. But even still, I mean, that timer started like at what seven in the morning, and he said he had to sit there even to like kill the other dude. I'm like, you didn't have to mm-hmm. piss. He do anything? Depends. Calm. But, well, yeah, he's old too. But they, so. I was, well, then again, they're probably like, "Well, he must be passing," you know, his, you know, whatever. But anyway, no, the um, you know, when you die when you, you, you. Oh um, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. pee. Yeah, but you don't know, release it slowly for like twelve hours. <laughs> mm. I mean, Cynthia, how do you know? Um, plus, on, talk about it. Plus, on top of that, when the first um tape was played, you can hear a jigsaw coughing. Now we know this man has cancer. He has you no know, terminal cancer. Well, now we don't we don't know we know then though. But looking back, he has cancer. So you're not coughing or anything like that. I'm just like, how did it work? Like I I don't know. It just maybe I, he honest, took a lozenge. Oh God. You know what? Rewatch this movie again. Just ruined the whole type. It it, it, it took away from the. Oh my gosh! Back. We ruined Mark's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Real like my college, but like, no, just like saying it, it was just a crazy way of like, how the hell did he not lay down? How how did he stay still? Like, I would have you know sneezed or something. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot. Let's discuss the plan because it is very intricate if you think about it. Like he picked all these people mm. for a reason. And they all, like, had, well, you know, they had some sort of interaction. You know, in particular, the doctors. And, and you know, there was a reason why his family was targeted. And let's go into that. What did you all think of the the overall, like, arc? The, the master plan of Jigsaw and Saw? It just felt to me like another House of Cards. I mean... He targeted mm. this doctor because I guess he felt like he didn't get due treatment as a patient or whatever. Like, because in that opening sequence, he's like remembering, like, oh, I know who this guy is. Um, but hold on, sidetrack, pause on that because mm. at that point he says, I know who this guy is, and then he tells the story of Jigsaw. And then the other guy's like, yeah, I don't know who that is. But then later on, Danny Glover is looking at a wall full of cutouts of the news. He's been all over. Like, how do you not know who this is? Like, I feel like a serial killer like that would be, like, national news for months. He's busy Everyone taking pictures. What yeah. a life. That's just a sidetrack. But the main point I was making is he was upset with this doctor because, like, in his flashback, the other guy who he set up to look like him uh, walked in on him talking about his uh, cancer with a bunch of students. He's like, hey, this guy's name is Tim. Uh, blah 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 and then the doctor's like yeah 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 the patient yeah whatever I'm like first of all it's a teaching hospital like if you don't want to be treated like a slab of meat don't go to a teaching hospital that's what it is like I felt like they were setting it up so he was upset at the doctor because like he was going through this thing and the doctor was like insensitive or whatever but like that's not your doctor your doctor's job isn't to hold your hand and say a prayer with you he's got like a million other patients like get your life you know so I mean, I, it, once again, you pull at his logic, and it just falls apart. He's just a s- silly, petty, bitter, angry man who wants to yeah. come at everyone else 
uh, and then the cancer probably exacerbated it. Um, but none of his logic made sense to me. It was all silly. So he's the Nini Leaks of uh, <laughs> the horror genre. What we're not going to do is... I said what I said. <laughs> and what you yeah, said was yeah. so... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think the puzzle is stupid. stupid. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Donovan? I said Jigsaw needs to close his legs to marry me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Cynthia. We had to, we had to at least hear that. That was good. Oh me, yes. I said it was a stupid reason, cancer. Like, just kill. Like, if you really enjoy it, make it your art, but don't like be like, oh yeah, I'm dying. So yeah. this is my whole plot. And I was just like, so what does the doctor cheating on his wife have to do with anything? Like, right. What are we None now? Yeah, like. Are we the moral police now? And at a point, I'm like, oh, it looks like their marriage is done. Like, I would probably choose my life over their her life. And then I saw the kid. I'm like, okay, I guess so. Like, I, I guess she doesn't die. Mm. But I'd have probably been like, oh, Jigsaw, just kill my wife and, like... But I'll what about you. the child? What about yeah. the children? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Little Diana. Guess. Little Diana knew something was going on. Yeah. Because he was in her damn closet. Like, look, I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm not five. I'm like, what, ten? There's a man in my closet. <laughs> she was very calm about it, though. I love when she just, like, got up out of bed and started, and, like, stared. And she was like, I know there's something there. And see, if I, 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 if I was ten in today's society, like, in today's, like, 2017, if you're 10 and you feel as bad as your closet, you can sit there to pick up your phone off your desk <laughs> and just text your mom like, yo, somebody's my room. Y'all need to come in and check me right quick. <laughs> right. She, didn't have that, <laughs> she didn't have that luxury because cell phones were like flip phones back then and lighting on uh, what days and like well, I thought she, I thought she was closer to like 5. Yeah, she looked younger than 10. Mm. I don't know. She, Yeah, but I, I, I would say she was, because my niece is 6 and she is not that no, she's not dead. I don't know. Oh. I'm, I'm just saying, she's not dead. I don't know. But anyway. The shade at the niece. No. <laughs> no, it's not shade. Oh, you know okay, so um, basically, I was going to say, I think that's the thing with Jigsaw. Um, all of his victims were immoral people. Mm-hmm. And in society... Hold up now, hold up. And, uh, you know, he, they were a more, a, immoral people, and, and he feels like, you know, I'm sitting here being ate up inside by cancer, and these people are just doing all this extra stuff, and they're like... Sodom and Gomorrah. Lines. And, mm. you know, granted, I get where he's coming from, but I agree with everybody else. It goes back to, that's just the way the world is. Um, buttercup, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, just, you just gotta just go with the punches and just keep it moving, though, because just because um, Amanda over here is a junkie and your doctor is a philandering, you know, piece of shit, don't necessarily affect the fact that you have cancer. Right. They didn't they, give you cancer. They did not give you cancer. <laughs> exactly. You have to take that up with somebody else. And maybe, you know? the, maybe you did something you weren't supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? And you developed this cancer. You know, I don't know, maybe doing... Playing with these traps and stuff, like I don't know, just, just I don't know. <laughs> you gave yourself the cancer. 
Somebody mentioned Seven earlier, the movie uh, with Kevin Spacey, Brad Pitt, Mm -hmm. and Morgan Freeman. I actually felt like that murderer's reasons were brilliant. Like, it was, like, so interesting. And he even said, like, this is my masterpiece. He's acting out the Seven Deadly Sins. And then that last one, Wrath, the way he did it, and he just predicted this guy would blow his brains out in this moment he like sacrificed himself that to me was a plan that you know it was like ingenious and of course he was like super duper troubled and you know maybe even kind of full of himself or whatever but it, it was just his logic was simply that you know this is what I want to do this is my work of art just like you'll paint on a canvas I'll use these people's lives and create a work of art. And you really couldn't deny at the end of it, damn, he really did that. Like, you know, this is just sort of like, really, really, bitch? Like, you just bitter. Like, you know? Yes. Mm. Ain't that the truth? You know what? Every time I watch Saw, I always ask myself, the mom, when she gets herself free, the first thing she reaches for is the mouth gag on her daughter. I'm like, you couldn't untie her legs? Like, woman. <laughs> That's the first wow. thing you do. Like, free her mouth so she can yell. And then, like, ugh, stupid people in horror movies just get to me. Yeah. That's funny. And Danny Glover. Oh. Okay. Oh, Danny oh, God. Glover. Okay. Getting his partner killed. Yeah. Just oh. just stupid. Because I was like, Danny really needed that check. I'm not going to lie. Danny really small, needed that check. I was like, Dan- they-, they got Danny Glover. <laughs> and everybody else was like, yeah, they belong in this type of movie, though. But Danny Glover, mm. like, dude. Oh, you're man. judging Carrie Always? I'm just saying. Yeah. I ain't seen him anything oh. since Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Okay. You know what I'm well, so let's be real. This was his, <laughs> this was his punishment for that. That was actually a funny movie. To no, me. I like Menentites too. That was yeah. it was part of the joke, Mark. <laughs> His career really did go down after Princess Bride. Like after that, that was sort of his peak. But then after that, his career just like I don't know why. I mean, he was great in that movie, and he did like a couple other things. But like his career just sort of went down and down and down. Somebody was whispering in his ear, giving him some bad advice. Like I don't. He could have been a really big star. Yeah, he could have been I a did... contender. Yeah, because I couldn't remember him uh, when I first saw him. I, I, I said, oh, Carrie Elway's, oh, the guy from uh, Princess Bride, Hot Shots, Men and Tights. And I sat there and thought, I'm like, it's 2005. What else has been in since then? But <laughs> um, Danny Glover, when they went to, they actually found the lair. And Danny Glover was like, you know, um, go hide. I want to see how he looks. I'm like, no, when he comes up there, he walks towards y'all, shoot. You know what I'm saying? Just shoot or just take him down or something like that. Y'all let him get too mm. close to that to put y'all in a trap. And then when he sat there and got him and he held him, he was like, um, telling him to sit down. I got you. I'm like, take his mask off. Take take the hood off. Just, you know, and I don't know. I was just like, that whole sequence just irked me to death because I'm like, y'all let this man get away and he could have been taken down. This old cancer riddled ass. How you gonna let yeah. him hobble away? Yeah. Mm. I was like, a mess. Yeah. Oh, like gosh. dragging the oxygen tank and running out the door. Like, get him! He's getting away. Like, really? 
Y'all are <laughs> horrible. It's the it's true. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, I guess we're not saying that. It's just the fact that he had he was bogged down by a contraption or just bogged down, period. And y'all could have just took him out. They should have been able to get. Exactly. It's not like he's a supernatural being. He's a damn cancer patient. Oh my gosh. I'm just Mm. saying. Cancer patients can be psychopaths too. Yeah, and they can be taken down just like a regular psychopath. I'm just saying. (laughs) This is not, not, let's just say it like this. He is not, he might got the brains, but he don't have the supernatural strength like Freddie and Michael. They just sat there like. Yeah, he's not Mike Myers, star of uh, Austin Powers. Oh my God. Oh God. Here we go with that. I know, right? Well, let's check in to see if if Saw, the original, won any awards. And it did. It was nominated at the 2005 Teen Choice Awards. Why are the teens watching this? For Choice Movie Thriller and Choice Movie Scream Scene, when Adam screams as he's being locked in the room at the very end. That was like, okay. <laughs> It was also nominated in 2005 for a Satellite Award for Outstanding DVD Extras, Uncut Edition. It won the San Sebastian Horror and Fantasy Film Festival in 2004 for Best Feature, the Audience Award. It was nominated for an MTV Movie Award Best Frightened Performance, Carrie Elway's. It uh, won for the Gerardmer Film Festival in 2005. It won the Special Jury Prize, and it won the Youth Jury Grand Prize. It uh, won at the Fantasporto Awards in 2005 for Best Screenplay, and at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards in 2005, it won third place the Chainsaw Award for Best Wide release film okay not bad and at the golden schmoes awards in 2004 because i just wanted to say schmoes it won the golden schmoes best horror movie of the year favorite movie poster of the year most memorable scene in a movie the ending and second place at the golden schmoes for trippiest movie of the year and it was also nominated for for a Golden Trailer Award in the Best Horror category. And over on Rotten Tomatoes, in their Fresh Meter, it is, you're not going to believe it, 48% certified. I guess that's not fresh, right? Anything below a certain percentage is no longer fresh. And this explains Mm. my Rotten Tomatoes and shit. Go ahead, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, there you go. So, I don't know. I, th- I think that's unfresh. I don't think that's fresh when it's 48%. I, I don't think. think so either. Yeah, Mm-mm. it's not fresh. It's starting to rot. So, let's give out our own awards. Because these are the ones that really matter. And uh, let's start off with The Kill of the Night. Ooh, um, mm. They will I would give it to um, Ken Loon. I can't pronounce his last name. The, the um, Denny Glover's um, yeah, part, the partner. Shot, the, the, sh- yeah. the shotgun trap. Yeah, that was just horrible. Yeah, yeah. That one stood out for me. 
I agree. He didn't deserve to die. I don't know about all that. Oh, gosh. The, <laughs> the moment that made you gag. When he got up off the floor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely it. Sawing off the... Sawing off his foot. Oh, that's a good one, too. Uh, so are we talking gag is in gross or gag is in shock? It's up to I you. Wasn't, I wasn't shocked when he cut his foot off, but I was beyond shocked when he got off that damn floor. Okay, what about the barf bag moment? Maybe that one is a little bit more clear. I, I guess the razor wire death, especially when they like zoomed in on like his cuts and she was talking about how all his stomach acid was on the floor and all this other... By the way, she gave a full autopsy report and his ass was still strung up in those razor blades. Like, I don't know how she knew all this stuff. But anyway, yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that spot-on forensics thing that she did was like, damn, bitch, what kind of superpowers you got? Right, he's still there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ain't no CSI showed up, you know, ain't no, I mean, ain't nobody with, nobody with some, with some tools and nothing. She just looked around and like, mm, okay, that's All what right. it is. It's like, oh, girl, I guess you smart. <laughs> she could be a mentalist. Okay. She has her own CBS. She will this fall. Oh gosh. Um I you said you said gag worthy? The barf said? bag moment. The barf bag moment to me was when he rushed into that toilet to look for that damn key and he didn't find mm. anything. Cause I was like, okay, so not only was um Jigsaw, you know, petty and just sitting there letting them tear each other apart while he's in the room with them, but it looked like he took a couple of you know what, and then just oh, said this. I'm just saying because he like, dude, I'm like, ugh, oh, that's what made me sick. Out of all the blood and the cutting and the vis- visceral traps and stuff, that's what made me sick. I had to sit there and turn my eyes away from that scene. That's crazy. I know, but that's just me. What about the creepiest moment? Because I feel like creepy is different than scary. Uh, the puppet. Yeah. His little creepy ass on that bicycle. Now, was he a puppet or a robot? Because he was wheeling that thing himself. It could uh-huh. be both. Yeah, he was intricate. He's an android. Yeah. <laughs> From Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. What about the best jump scare? I'll say for me, and it was the stupidest one, the flashing photography, and then the pig face was there. It got me. Oh. <laughs> I would say the guy in the little girl's room. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. That, yeah, that, that scared me more than anything else. When he lunged at her. Yeah, with a sheet on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the dad at first, when Aww. I first watched it. Why would he scare the hell out of his daughter like that? I don't know. Like, he already seemed like a douche. So I was like, that's a douchey dad Good thing. Good night, little girl. <laughs> Let me scare you to death. <laughs> that's too much. I don't have any creepy moments. Mm. Scream queen? Hmm. I guess Amanda was that her name? The Amanda. Big old thing on her head? Yeah. yeah. Or the little girl. Trying. She screamed like... She screamed quite a bit. 
She well, did. Well, yeah, she put her in the fight scene, if we can call it that. Yes. Mm. All right, now it's time to rank the film in our special horror hotel categories. We've got Screamer, films filled with scares, Gutbuster, films that are grotesque, Eye Popper, films that are visually impressive, Gravedigger, films that lack scares, and Mind Blower, overall best in show. Mark, you are numero uno. Um, oh, oh, he's speechless, I'll say, y'all. I'll say mm-hmm. best in show. Um, I'm just because I can't, it didn't scare me really. It just gave me a headache and it grossed me out. Oh gosh! But I, I would see it, it's it grossed me out, but I wouldn't call it gut bust. Gut buster grossed me out because it wasn't blood and guts that scared me or it grossed me out. Um, it just it was the godfather of the torture porn. Porn. I said porn. The torture porn. <laughs> um, Perma. Su- um, subgenre, which is kind of dead right now. So, but it's still a, a marker in horror history. So I give it like that. So, Cynthia Boyade. Yes. So I would give it a gut buster just because of the sign off of his leg scene. That was disgusting. And the mind blower. The end was. They tried for the end. 14-year-old me was mind-blown. So I would give it that. Was this in Nigeria? Yeah. Okay, I like it. You're like these crazy white people and Danny Glover. (laughs) (laughs) Donovan? Um, I'll give it a gut buster. Not for any one particular death or scene, but the whole film... Uh, like Mark said, it kicked off the modern torture porn craze. So, um, you know, it's definitely a trendsetter. So I'll give it the mind blower as well. I mean, the film has some issues, um, but just for the fact that it sort of breathed life into a genre um, and sort of took it mainstream. And then also, it was very creative. Um, And you see that a lot with these horror genres, or even film genres in particular, uh, no one in particular, but they always start off at their peak and then tend to just get more and more regressive. Very rarely does a film genre get better the older it gets. Um... So, yeah, this one kicked it off, and you got to give her props for that. Twilight got better. Mm. Twilight? That's not a genre. That's a series. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm talking about, like, all right, so do you remember, like, in, like, the 2000s when all these, like, martial arts films were all of a sudden really popular? Like, and it started with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm Mm-hmm. That was, like, the best one. And then all the other ones that came out were like, okay, all right, okay. Like, they got, like, less and less fun. Yeah. I didn't like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dim Sum. Is that a thing? No. 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 Oh, my God. I was like, what? You know, the whole movie, they're trying to find the dim sum, and it just... Yeah. I'm sorry. Legionnaire, save us. Uh, I will give this one, uh, 
screamer. Because it was definitely scary for me, although it wasn't like jump scares. Just like, you know, just creepy scares. And I'm going... Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that's what I thought. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I'm going to give it a gut buster because certain elements were gross and uh, the traps and what happened with the traps were gross. Eye popper because I thought like the sets and the set pieces and uh, the traps, they were all pretty impressive. And uh, mind blower because, as has already been stated, you know it it pretty much did start or jump start jump kick the torture porn uh, horror subgenre. So I got to give it its props and its due. So let's rate the film now with our hotel room key scale from one to ten. The point system is allowed, and let's start off with you, Legionnaire. Um, I would give this movie, let's see, I'm going to do seven keys. Yeah. No because, rhyme or reason. Just okay. Seven. I was about to say because, um, <laughs> Cynthia, Cynthia, what about you? I would give it a nine because no matter how bad it is, I still am happy to watch it again. So a nine. Okay, that's That's one way to sell the movie, no matter how bad it is. (laughs) I will keep on watching it, no matter what. No matter what. Donovan? I'll go with a nine again, for the same reason uh, Cynthia had. Like Last time I saw it was a few years ago, but before that, I've seen it many times. And like each time you sit down to watch it, you're just like, you can watch this movie the whole way through. This in Showgirls, I can watch the whole way through every time. I've never met anyone who loves Showgirls, too. What? Yeah. It's a classic. Mm. Legionnaire, what do you know about them Showgirls? Mm. (laughs) I have no comment. What? Over on our sister series, Summer Camp, they did Showgirls, and it was highly controversial. (laughs) So that's that's a really good word, Poppy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There was a whole conversation on is it a guilty pleasure, and yeah, it was. Hmm. I think. Said for me, it's just a pleasure. No, no guilt in it. I was going to say it was my first venture into porn. I think. (laughs) That sex scene in a swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not really porn, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> That's funny. We should. We might have to lure some people from Horror Hotel into summer camp, and uh, we might do a rewatch one day of Showgirls. <laughs> Thank you. That's hilarious. Um, okay, so Legionnaire, Donovan, and Cynthia have gone. Mark, what about you? Um, I give it eight hotel keys. Um, just because, you know, like I said, it made a st- it's made a mark in the horror genre. It kind of it reinvigorated to having the horror sequel every year because up until Saw, if I'm not mistaken, we hadn't had a sequel every year like this since like the 80s. 
you know, like every see every year there was a new nightmare or a new Friday, you know, and I think Saw reinvigorated that. Actually, let me take that back. Scream did that, but they kind of lost that when they had to push Scream 3 back to 1999 instead of 98. But that's neither here nor there. It just, it made its mark. It paid its due. And I'm giving it the respect that it deserves. Um, this third rewatch, however, kind of like, and then being on this panel has kind of ruined the experience. But, uh, <laughs> but um, it bothered me for a little bit after I watched Saw. I kept telling people, oh my God, you have to watch this movie. And then they will come back to me how gross it was. And they weren't paying attention to all the intricate plot points and all this stuff. So, But it did its due. Eight keys. Can I just say, Jeff has ruined many things for me since I've been on I this. Believe, I believe it. Really? Yes. I believe it. Mm. Wow. Well, I take all the credit. <laughs> I am going to give this movie... I'm surprised at you, Mark. Are you living your truth? Are you being coy with us? What's, what, whatever do you mean? Do you really mean an eight? Because I feel like you want to give it more. No, I give it an eight because of like... I'm going to give you one more reason. The movie is good, but what comes afterwards, or rather oh, okay. after the third movie, it ruins it. It ruins it. So I've seen all seven, barring the one that's about to come out, and it cheapens the movie. It's kind of like what Donovan said. It kind of like it takes away from the enjoyment of watching this again, knowing what's to come. Because, you yeah. know, like a good story was ruined. Because, like I said, this was, and, and as a matter of fact, I felt that Saw 1 was the first part of a trilogy and then when the third movie came out i felt like it was a nice boat being tied up but then blood and shark infested waters um who did it um was it um lion Lionsgate was like we gotta make more we gotta make more we we, we own the halloween season now we gotta get the new saw movie out before halloween and it just became this big farce and so like i said the saw movies turned into the horror soap opera of the 2000s and the early 2010s because that's what it was like what wasn't there a reality show at one point to win a part in the yes it was called scream queens and tanitra yeah. and i watched it religiously and the girl who played amanda in the first three song movies was the host and i remember tanitra got their role and i was shocked because like, oh, all black girls would be in the song movie her ass is fucked but as a matter of fact, she actually survived her scene. She was, you know, she she got maimed though, but she got out of it, you know, because mm. yeah, that's how. Exa- that's a good point. That's how crazy it got. It was like shout out to Tanidra, wherever you are. I know, right? I'm gonna check out her IMDb page. I don't think she's worked since. I don't think she has either. So wrong. He's not lying. I think she has. I can't recall what she's been in. It has been like. Tanidra Howard of her small role in Saw 5. Saw and... 8, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know y'all would watch the hell out of that. That's, that's the, the eighth one's the one coming out now. I'm not trying to be like, but I'm just saying the eighth one's the one coming out now. I know, Birds. Electric yeah. Boogaloo. So it's called Jigsaw Electric Boogaloo? I might go see it. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I am mm-hmm. going to give this... I'm going to give it eight and a half because it uh, is a trendsetter. I like that word, that term that Donovan used for it. And, it, I mean, torture porn existed in the 2000s up until now because 
of Saw, and uh, even though it sort of died down, I'm sure Jigsaw will, uh, you know, give it a jolt and uh, bring it back if it does become a big hit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the movie was fun. You know, it, it gives sort of that nice suspense feel to it. It's got all the gross kills and the traps and that kind of stuff, the blood, the guts, and the gore that you look for in torture porn. And, uh, I mean, it had a decent storyline. And this was, as I think it's been said uh, a couple times already, you know, the infancy of the Saw franchise, so the storyline is still very important. Uh, and then as the um, sequels go on and on and on, the kills and the traps start uh, becoming sort of like the spotlight of the films. So uh, props to the movie, eight and a half hotel room. So on that note, please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel. Once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p-c-r-horror-hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horrorhotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. <laughs> Thank you, my fellow Horror Hotel team. Please wish our hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Would you like to play a game? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the Horror Hotel, but who says you're allowed to check out? Good night.